Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. Welcome back to the Back Pain Podcast. This is episode 22. We're talking back pain and sleep. Now, for this session, I'm joined by my ever-knowledgeable co-host, Robert Bevan. Now, Rob and I have been answering questions in our Facebook group for some time now. One of the things we get asked about a lot is the best way to sleep. So recently, we were asked, how can I get a good night's sleep with this back pain? And we thought we'd answer this one out loud on the podcast so you guys can listen too. We go back and forth with some tips and tricks that we would normally give to our patients day in and day out through the clinics so hopefully there's some gems in there that might help you or someone else that's listening with their back pain while they sleep so episode 22 let's take it away okay welcome back to the back pain podcast today special episode we're taking some questions from the audience we have a an, an associated facebook group with this podcast which is called the back pain and sciatica support group uk come approaching nearly two and a half thousand members in that group now so we've got a really really good community of people suffering people like you who aren't sure where to turn there's a community of like-minded people with full of hints tips tricks to help you feel or start feeling better so today we're taking a question which we have from julie perkin so thanks julie for submitting a question and the question is how can i get a decent night's sleep is there anything that i can do now Sciatica and back pain can be really troublesome when you're sleeping, especially that leg pain that you get with sciatica. It can wake people up at night. It can really make people uncomfortable, struggle to get comfortable, struggle to get into positions that can relieve the pain. So Dave, what are the key tips or some of the key tips that you ask or give to your patients who are struggling to get a good night's sleep? Thank you so much, Rob, and thanks for asking. So, yeah, back pain while you sleep is something that uh, we get asked about a lot, of course. Now, one of my favourite things to give to patients when they come in the clinic is to place a pillow in between their legs. If you're a side sleeper, placing a pillow in between your legs, in between your knees specifically, stops a lot of movement whilst you're sleeping. That might aggravate and wake you up. And if you're having trouble going to sleep, it slightly separates the legs and gives you a a nice feeling of stability uh, and, and stops too much torsion, too much rotation on the spine, which can cause some people discomfort. If that's you, give it a try. Pillow in between your legs for all you side sleepers out there. Of course, if it doesn't feel good, take that away. If you are a back sleeper, place the pillow underneath your knees whilst you're lying on your back. This creates a bend in the knees, a slight change in angle of the lower back and can relieve a lot of pressure on the muscles and the nerves in the lower back. Back sleepers, put that pillow underneath your knees. Rob. Yeah, I, was gonna, I, I, I say that to a lot of people. And I also recommend um, pregnancy cushions. So those pregnancy, if you've ever seen a pregnancy pillow, it's like a really long sausage-shaped pillow that's kind of as long as a human and quite thick. And you can almost kind of hug it. And in that kind of neutral position, you get one leg over it, you get one arm over it. Um, if you're looking on video, I'm doing the demonstration now. Um, <laughs> you get one arm over it. And again, it's just a, quite a comfortable position. If you get that, the often I'll say bad side up. So if you've got sciatica in your left leg, if you have your left 
hip pointing towards the ceiling and your left leg bent over a pillow. I find recommending that and people report that, that quite, no, that's quite beneficial. However, some people say the opposite. So whichever position you can get into that feels comfortable, have at it, really. I like that pregnancy pillow. So that's like a long sausage, sausage-shaped pillow. Uh, this can be substituted with a spare duvet, of course. Uh, roll it up into a big long sausage. Give it a try. I like that, Rob. Or a Fantastic partner. tip. Or a yeah. partner. Yeah, yeah. Find a tall friend. Wrap your leg around them. Uh, Rob, top tips, please, for low back pain slufferers when they sleep. Yes. So another good one, which a lot of people probably haven't thought of, is. Uh, there's various apps for mindfulness, meditation. One I recommend to a lot of people is called Headspace. It is a mindfulness is a bit of a trendy word, isn't it? Really, a bit of a, uh, a fashionable yeah. word at the moment. However, it's just taking your mind off the pain for a couple of minutes um, or even longer. And they have a 10 day free trial which teaches the absolute beginner meditation and mindfulness. Uh, three to five to 10 minutes a day you can choose between. And then it's got special programs if you pay for the subscription, which is a couple of pounds a month. Uh, uh, Special programs specific for people in pain. And they're kind of 40, 30, 20 minute episodes when you can sit into a comfortable position or lie in a comfortable position if you're able to. And it will just help take your mind off pain. And they're aimed for people with pain. There's even ones for people that wake up in the night and they can't go back to sleep. Or there's ones for people who can't go to sleep at night. And sometimes that little nudge is just enough to help people get back off to sleep. You know, not lying there thinking about the pain, really, which is a lot of people's problem. So you plug this in, you listen to this whilst you're in pain, and that helps to, to alter your mood and your um, sort of your conscious effort on that pain. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it doesn't obviously cure you know the problem. Um, it might help towards it um, if if there's a lot of stress and anxiety related to it, or a lot of uncertainty, then it might then it might help the, those worries. However, you know, it just takes your mind off it for a bit and gets you, gets you thinking about something else, which, at, you know, I think a lot of the reason that the pain is so bad at night is that you're lying there and you don't have much else to think about. Whereas in the day, you're thinking, you know, you're walking along and, oh, watch out for that bus. You know, there's things to take your mind off it. Whereas lying there at night at 4 a.m., it's a lonely place. And, mm. you know, it's often when, when pain strikes. And that's not just back and leg pain, that's any pain. You know, people with, you know, tendon problems and headaches and all sorts of things will find that they can be a lot worse at night. Love it. Fantastic. So that is the Headspace app. Yeah, Headspace is one. I'm sure there are lots of others. Um, I think there's even a series on Spotify um, called uh, Meditation for Sleep or something like that. Um, You know, sleep meditation, there's lots of them out there. But the Headspace is the one that I I recommend to a lot of people. Um, But then have a search. I'm sure there are lots of of, of other ones. We'll try and tag a few in the show notes if we can uh, find a few. I love it. Perfect. Dave, anything else that you do regularly? Tell you what, now this might seem like a really simple one, but I think it goes, uh, it's really important to stress. Any alleviating activities that you might do during the day that you know decreases your pain, whether it's doing a five minute walk, doing some stretches, using ice or heat, if there's something that you will do during the day that you find alleviates your pain, why wait? <clears throat> or rather, don't wait until the next day. Don't wait until the morning. If you do a five-minute walk in the morning and it helps, 
Do a five-minute walk just before bed, even if it means taking a lap around the house. If you find that ice or heat helps to alleviate pain, but you normally do that midday, do that just before bed. Try and decrease your pain and your perception of that pain as much as possible before you go to bed. Don't go to bed in a heightened pain state, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. So any alleviating activities that you have, do them in the morning, afternoon, but make sure you're doing them before bed. Calm that down as much as possible, both from a physical point of view and a pain perception point of view as well. Super simple, but I find that really, really helps. And also the, the same thing goes for nighttime. As we said, the pain is often worse at night. You're lying there in pain, you're worried about it. And then when you can't sleep on top of that, it's even worse. Mm. So by not worrying about trying to get to sleep and thinking, okay, how can I help reduce the pain? Go back to doing your exercises. Get up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. doesn't mean you have to get up for the day, but if you can then get up, have a walk around the house, and when it's dark and cold, it's not very nice, but it's better than lying there in pain. And sometimes just getting up and, you know, going to the bathroom, walking to the kitchen to make yourself a drink, whatever it might be, just having a bit of a move around, a bit of a stretch, go through your exercises. You know, I've got patients who, who are getting up at 2 a.m. and doing their exercises, which is, is common. But if then it can just help reduce that pain by 20, 30, 40, 50%, and then they can get back into bed, they then don't have to worry about not sleeping. And if you can just reduce that stress, then you might sleep a bit better. And there's nothing worse than not sleeping. You know, everybody hates it. You lie there in pain, you're stressed more. And it's a bit of a vicious cycle, isn't it? When you're kind of going around in circles. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, it's been three hours, you're lying there, you're in no better place and you're still in pain, if not worse. Uh, yeah. And then you've got I to get up to work in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Rob, what is your next best tip? The, the last thing I probably say to a lot of people is don't forget about their painkillers. Um, people wake up at night and they won't think about taking painkillers and, you know, either taking them just before you go to bed, obviously note the time to make sure that, you know, you're not taking them when you shouldn't be taking them or, or within too short a time frame. But if you have been prescribed painkillers, um, you know, you can take them at nighttime. Um, obviously check this with your pharmacist or your GP. Um, and check the packet instructions. But yes, taking them in the middle of the night, or if you do wake up in the early hours, taking them there might help you go back to sleep again. There are lots of painkillers which help at night as well. Um, so have a chat to your uh, GP or pharmacist about specific painkillers for nerve pain or for pain at night, and they might be able to give you something else to to help alleviate it. Fantastic. I mean, Rob, this is not the first time we've been asked about pain at night, is it? This is something we really get quite regularly. No, it's really common. And, you know, it's something which we ask a lot of people about anyway is, you know, is, are you, are you able to sleep? Because sleep is such an important factor for recovery and that, you know, good, you know, six to eight to 10 hours, if possible, you know, Dave and I both have kids, so that's, you know, out the window now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, sleep is when we heal and when we recover. So if you aren't getting that good sleep, it's just another factor impeding that recovery. So the more good quality sleep you can get, you know, and, you know, I think we'll do another podcast on how to get good quality sleep because there are so many other factors that play into that, you know, with screens and de-stressing and temperature and night and all the, all those different factors. So, uh, you know, I think let's save that for another episode if if we can get a, get an expert on for that. But, um, you know, there are so many factors. So if we can get good quality sleep, it's just another factor that helps uh, aid your recovery. You heard it here first, folks. The sleep hygiene episode will be upon you soon. Um, yeah, I think we need to uh, draft in some big guns on sleep for that and give you the best information possible. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, Rob, any more tips for us? No, I think that's about it in terms of sleep at the moment. Uh, have you got any more? 
Now, I think that's uh, that's enough to get running with. Grab your pillows at home, take your painkillers when you need to alleviate your pain as soon as possible before bed. You guys are going to rock it. Easy. Perfect. Oh, I've got another one, actually. Oh, let's hear it. You know, um, those freezable ice packs, um, not freezable, the poppable ice packs, you get them in first aid kits that you kind of oh, like the, the instant poke the middle ones. and then, yeah, the instant ones, yeah, you poke the middle. You can keep hmm. those on your bedside table. Um, something which you don't really think about because you think, oh, I've got to go downstairs to get an ice pack. If ice even helps alleviate your symptoms, then hmm. poppable, re- there's once, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, uh, those ice packs. Uh, single use? Single uh, use yes. ice packs. Yeah, pop those in your, in your bedside table and you can have one of those if you need to in the middle of the night. Conversely, if heat helps it, heated, heated blanket, a heated mattress, mm. uh, one of those blankets to go underneath. You can just pop that on at, you know, early hours and see if that heat just helps to ease off some of the muscle spasm or whatever the pain is that you have. Fantastic. I like that. Um, uh, Rob, do you know what? I'm going to try and nick one right at the end here as well. We promised we'd only do a few, but they're flowing now. Let's do it. Um, my last one is going to be, we get asked a lot about mattresses. Um, uh, should I have a really firm mattress, a really soft one? Is Should it be supportive, foam sprung? This one's going to be a bit controversial, but I'm going to go for it. I think you should have whichever mattress gives you the least amount of pain and gives you the best night's sleep. If you tend to run hot, a foam one might not be appropriate because they can be a little bit hotter. Uh, if you find that a softer mattress is more comfortable for you and you get a better night's sleep, it does not matter what the adverts say, use a softer mattress. If you prefer a foam one, personally, I could have four bricks and a plank of wood. I'd be pretty happy. Um, and, and that gives you the best night's sleep. I think go for the firm one. Rob, what do you think about mattresses? I, I, t- I totally agree. You know, mattresses are a new invention. Uh, humans adapt. We're so adaptable. You know, look at different countries who are sleeping on bits of bamboo. You know, your body adapts. You know, mattress isn't going to cause you damage or, or cause you harm. Um, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a myth. They are another myth, myth busted right there. A mattress is not going to cause you know, long-term structural problems with your back. So I will say, yes, I, I don't recommend people change their mattresses, especially when they're in pain. Yes, you might change your mattress for a comfort point of view or every so often you might get a bit of a spring and it's time for a new mattress, you know, once that spring's digging into you. <laughs> However, once you're in pain, going to spend, and you can spend hundreds and thousands of pounds on a new mattress, you know, if you change that once you're in pain and then you're out of pain, you might find it's not very comfortable anymore. So if you're struggling and you think it's a mattress, one a good thing I recommend to people is to buy a topper and you can buy mattress toppers in various different formats and they're a lot cheaper than a new mattress. You can experiment with a few of those for a short term and it will save you a, a a chunk of cash rather than out, out laying it all on a brand new mattress which in three months time when you're feeling fantastic you might not find is the most comfortable absolutely i like that yes yeah hold off until you're out of pain your body is not in a normal state right now yeah no time to I've be making had, large I've had someone spends i've had someone spend ten thousand pounds on a mattress thousand pounds ten thousand pounds on a mattress just a mattress no, so not bed, wow. not bed sheets, and everything, and it was ten thousand pounds on a mattress, which was recommended by by someone, and uh, and they said this is going to help his back pain, and and it didn't. And to be fair, he said it was a very comfortable mattress, but yeah, he just bought the best possible mattress. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ten thousand. I didn't even know you could buy mattresses for that expense for that for that amount of money, but. Uh, you could lie on actual ten thousand pounds in notes, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it probably still would be too ten thousand pound coins. I wonder how big ten thousand pound coins would be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the sleep hygiene podcast I think this is going to need to be uh, an episode all in itself sleep specialists out there we welcome you to prove us wrong on any of these points we're not being inflammatory these are just what we give to people day in day out we'd love to hear your thoughts though 
Uh, Rob, any follow-up points or any finalizing thoughts? No, I think that's me. I think, you know, if, you, if you're in pain, get it checked out. See a professional who can, um, who can give you some proper advice and proper, proper guidance. But no, I think that's it from me for today. Fantastic. Rob, if people are loving the podcast and they want to hear more or read more, where can they find us on Facebook? So, yes, we have an associated Facebook group, as I mentioned at the beginning, the Back Pain and Sciatica Support Group UK. Although it does have UK in the title, it is a worldwide group. In there, we have episode clips, guides, downloads, as well as a lot of other people suffering. So if you'd like to have a look on there, you can find out more about us. We also have our website, www.thebackpainpodcast.com, where you can find out more about Dave or myself. We're on all social medias at The Back Pain Podcast, that's Instagram and Twitter. And on all, everywhere you find your own podcast, Spotify and Anchor and iTunes, all called The Back Pain Podcast. And we have 22 other episodes jam-packed full of hints, tips, guidance from experts, everything to help get you out of pain fast. Fantastic. If you're liking what we do, guys, do like, share and all the rest uh, with your friends, family and loved ones or anyone that you think might benefit from our little chats about back pain and how to get rid of it. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for uh, for calling me on this very hot summer's evening. Um, uh, episode 22, the Back Pain Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Good night. Good night. Good night.